Did you did y'all see that <laughs> uh, Twitter the other day? There was an announcement that the official Richard Karn NFTs were dropping. What? Um, what? <laughs> making official official with Richard's blessing, Richard Karn from Home Improvement, the Richard Karn NFTs. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. He's one of our local boys too. Is Karn from Seattle? I think he's from around here. Who is this gentleman? I don't think I even know who Richard Karn is. Al, Al Borland from Home Improvement? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, because Tim, uh, Tim Allen's also from around here. Uh, or no, that's not true. Um, Tim, yeah. Tim Allen is not. Uh, You're but, thinking but, of Time Allen. No, the... I'm not thinking of, no, shut up for a second. I'm not thinking <laughs> of Time Allen, and I don't want this joke to go any further. Uh, m- my friend's my friend's mom went to high school with Tim Allen, but she's not. It took me a second to remember she's not from 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 Got Seattle. It. Got it. Right. Right. At least in this timeline. You know who she's married to, Austin? Timeline. Austin, it's do you remember who she's married to? She's no. married to the inventor of the party sock. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mom who went to high school with Tim Allen. Nice. That's good. That's great. No, Austin. Yeah. I heard <laughs> I heard that that seed of a horrible joke where you were to talk about Tim lines instead of Tim no, lines. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that I'm all in if you need investors on that joke. Michael Crichton's Tim line. I'm kind of blown away you guys expected me to know who Michael who Richard Karn was. <laughs> <laughs> kind of blown away you dropped that name like that was a household name like you know <laughs> you know richard card is famous for one thing i guess technically he he did game shows too right after home improvement well, he, was he like, did but now yeah. he's famous for two things which is the exclusive <laughs> nfts for richard card <laughs> right yes yes do we know anything about these nfts like i know what they're, they're non-fungible he can't fund you can't fund the carn <laughs> he can't you can't fudge <laughs> not under richard's watch these will not get funged oh my god hold on i clicked the link in the tweet and here's the names we've got we've got it looks like five different upcoming nfts and i'm gonna read you the names in what i think are the funny order uh of increasing (laughs) of of increasing humor okay okay so starting with family feud okay cool it's a thing i did Right. Is the NF do we know what the NFT is gonna look like? It's just like No, him, no. Just hit like a behind the scenes shot of him hosting Family Feud or No, so so all of these NFTs also come with experiences with Richard Karn. Oh so Family Feud is an NFT that also comes with play Family Feud with Richard. Then we've got golfing buddies, golfing with Richard. Wait, is are we saying that that's a that's a it's that's a perk or is or is he turning yeah. life events into NFTs now? <laughs> you, you'll be fully digitized. <laughs> a moment frozen in time, <laughs> never to be funged. Uh, <laughs> all right, then we've got. Uh, I really I don't know which one of these is funnier, but uh, tag team one on one collab in your acting or film project. <laughs> So I guess he'll be in your student film. No, no, no. That's not what he said. He said collab. 
collab. Yeah, he gets to have artistic input. He gets input. input. Yeah, <laughs> he's co-producer. He gets, he gets profit sharing once you spend, you know, three point eight million on whatever his his Karn, Karn <laughs> Ethereum blockchain is. And then we've got legendary guitar. Get Richard's prized Paul McCartney guitar. That's not an NFT. That's just buying stuff. <laughs> That's just buying stuff from Richard Karn. <laughs> That's his new. That's his new game. It's show. a digital garage sale. But no, you you guys, the best one is the one listed first, and it's called. I don't think so, Tim. Reminisce about home improvement on a call with Richard Carn. <laughs> oh man, what a what a phone call. <laughs> Call with you where you get to go. Hey, do you remember Home Improvement? He goes, Yeah, what a time. What no, a he time. says, I don't think so, Tim. Where did you Where did you get all the ideas, Richard? Oh, I didn't write it. Oh, all right. <laughs> I uh, just kind of hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, where the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. And uh, and today, uh, oh, co- hold on. Can we can we take a <clears throat> can we take a minute? Actually, um, stop. Uh, sure. Stop, yeah. Uh, What's up? Rolling. What do you need? Um, hold on. Okay. Uh, I'm just. Gonna, oh, was Austin gonna... rolling the tape like an old timey cameraman? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Stop cranking, Austin. Can you stop cranking? Uh, I'm um, always cranking. <laughs> That's my secret cat. ABC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a, I've got a quarter here. Uh, Rory, can you open your uh, mouth? Um, for a quarter. <laughs> yeah, for no, a quarter. wait. Now, now let's be clear. Am I taking in the quarter, or are you paying me a quarter <laughs> to open because, your mouth? No. To open my mouth because these are very different, very different responses. No, Father themes, father themes, father themes. I've said your name three times. I've summoned you. I'm gonna crack my mouth just wide enough for you to slide that quarter in the you know flat side, flat. Ways. Okay, okay. I turn it sideways and I, I oh a little resistance here. I gotta shove. Okay, the quarter finally made its way between your parched lips. You can't claim there's resistance without <laughs> my input. <laughs> Rory's never, n- Rory's never turned away a good quarter in his life. <laughs> Father Themes, Father Themes, what's our theme today? Oh, good. Oh, good. I love it when I get to be the theme boy. I love it when I get to be the grandfather of themes. Uh, we are we are honeybees, and there's no more honey tonight. No we more are, honey tonight. We're honeybees, but we're all out of honey. Oh, damn. This feels like a porno I've seen. <laughs> yeah, what else do what else do a couple of hot young bachelor honeybees do when there's no more honey and it's twelve o'clock? <laughs> what are what are we to do? We're all in the prime of our honeybee lives. <laughs> I guess we have to suck each other's <laughs> just suck each other's no. thoraxes. Pistols and stamens. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. No, 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 Pol- no, don't pollinate. Don't be so gross. Don't be so crass. When there's no more honey to be hunned, at the end of the work day, the worker bees watch cartoons. You can go get pollen. I'm just saying we're we're out of honey. 
<laughs> I'm not saying the world has no oh, more. Are you saying you want Andy to go to the store? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go go buy go go get some honey. <laughs> honey. Yeah, we didn't work hard enough today. We need to get that store bought. Uh mm. No, we've got cartoons to watch today in our empty barren hive, and uh, and we're still barren watching. Hive rise up. <laughs> we are still watching the Pirates of Dark Water and Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs this week, and uh, I think the 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 most interesting conversation that I'm most excited about is going to be with Saber Rider. That might be true every week, simply because it's so off the wall, but. Yeah. I am uh I am actually really pleased about the Pirates of Dark Water episode this week because Same. from my from my memory this is this is finally like what the show is like to me. Um I think like every week feels like this particular episode uh in my memory again which is like 20 plus years old. Uh and so I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about about that. Um but but yeah, I'm 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 good. I mean other than the fact that we don't have any honey, I'm doing great. Yeah, and I I could be better because I have some tea that is, you know, freshly <laughs> recently brewed. Um, uh-huh. in my sort of bee, I guess I'm also a bee, but I have tea. I have like a nice tea, but it would be we really good. We did say there's no tea. All I said, <laughs> right? Clear. We're honey bees. We're out of honey. That's the right. thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, but but I, I don't have any honey for the tea, and so that's yeah, also and... an issue. <laughs> You're just staring at be. it. Guess it would be. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's that's it, right? I mean, I think. Yeah. Let's dive right in. Let's buzz. I don't know. Yeah, you had it. You <laughs> lost it. You gotta. It's fine. <laughs> Adventure with the Pirates of Dark Water. All right, my buzzy bros, my buzzy boys. Uh, mm-hmm. As we look for honey, as we hunt for honey, <laughs> uh, we are going to discuss our second episode of Pirates of Dark Water. This is the episode titled Dishonor. And here is the synopsis With Bloth in hot pursuit. Ren and company seek refuge within the labyrinth of sea caves where the pale warriors make their home. Ren discovers that his companions are not what they seem to be, nor are they all entirely trustworthy. Noijatat, what an episode. <laughs> I, I, I want to I speak on that twist because to me, it's, t- it, it's so fucking funny the way that they've like chosen to, to interact with, with, with this part of the story but i i do want to get there naturally because i think okay i think yeah. it will it will benefit from a little bit of because here's preamble. the thing the show is actually pretty competently told um i want to say i i feel like at the end yeah. of this i wanted to watch the next episode and that's a feeling that i don't normally get and i was i was entertained all the way through uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I thought this kind of stunk. I thought this was a stink. Really? This was, uh, yeah. It, uh, I mean, I'm glad you liked it, and I and I'm happy to hear how how you feel about it. But this this is so much just racing from one plot contrivance to the next. Um, yeah, I I I didn't think this was a great episode. Um, 
I thought that what it would establish. So the episode title, I guess, uh, did Austin, did you, did you say it? Yeah. Dis- yeah, briefly. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. Dishonor. And then with the, with the fact that these, his companion, Ren's companions are not as trustworthy. Companions. Like, those are, though, <laughs> that part of the, of the story, I'm in, that's a hot take on episode two to be like, my two best friends are possibly pretty <laughs> Who shitty. Who I met yesterday. Uh, so I'm there for that a little bit. Yeah. But, um, well, the whole episode, no, the whole episode was kind of a stinker, I thought. I so so my feeling on this is that the th- this is a I think we'll see this next week as well. Probably this is a clumsy show, uh, a pretty heavily clumsy show. I think that they don't have the budget or necessarily the talent to do the kind of action they want to do. Uh, like on the regular and so like every time it kind of goes into this like swashbuckling action it's like kind of the choreography is really mediocre and the shots that they choose and the framing they choose is a little odd uh, like I never really feel like I'm I'm being told a coherent action now, story now I, I do want to I do want to make a small disclaimer here because in my 32 years of life and my four years of this podcast it is Saber Rider that I think delivered the worst actor I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so it is not the worst acting that has been experienced this week. Oh, definitely but. not. And hang on to yeah, hang on to that for for later. <laughs> but it, it, but that's that's one that's sort of like one low hanging grape on an entire on a, on a show that is otherwise. Uh, not stellar, but entertaining. I, I had I had a lot more fun with Saber Rider. Yeah, I I think that I think that what I'm enjoying about Pirates of Dark Water is like I don't know, like a sense of a sense of motion that the plot has. Like it's not it's not high art, right? Like it's not doing anything particularly outrageously new. Uh, y- you know, I mean, uh, pretty much everything. In some way, shape, or form, it's like, yeah, I've seen this before. But at the same time, it doesn't it doesn't feel one off. Like when we're doing this episode, like it feels like this is the next step on the way. Like, like every episode does feel like we're still like we're we're moving somewhere. And I right. appreciate that energy, even if it's not like particularly executed well. Right? Sure. I mean, I I I mean, I still disagree in some ways that uh, on the execution, but. I, I, you know, I agree with you in that, like, at the end of this episode, the situation was still different. It was not, mm-hmm. um, all right, we succeeded and now we're one step closer. It was like, actually, yeah. we're further behind. And now this, you know, this chunk of the, the evil pirates have gained a thing and they've veered off and they're going somewhere. And now we're going to try to do like a new tactic and. And none of us trust each other really anymore to a certain uh-huh, degree. Right. And, right. and yeah, so it's like, like, yeah. The the momentum is there and it does change things and it doesn't feel like, okay, great, another check, another victory, and now we'll do the same thing, only different in a different place. You know? It, yeah. It, it moves. It has cool motion to it. So on this one, you know, they're off. They're, they're running from the scout ships that Bloth has sent after them. Those cool uh, flying mean, boats that we saw right. at the end of last one. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, this this entire show... They're on the run from Bloth. I mean, that's like a constant energy. Um, 
which, you know, always lends a certain amount of stakes. I mean, obviously, I'm sure, I'm sure that'll get stale after a while. But right now, it still feels like like a, a present scary threat that he's just like, you know, an hour behind them at most. And like has like a bead on them. And they're just like, well, I guess we better get the treasures before he like gets any closer because this right, is horrible. Cause he doesn't he doesn't pull a like a next time gadget. You know, I got blasted off again and then later I'll come back and in a week or something and find Yeah, he's like always in the rear view. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a fun energy. And right. uh and so they're they're running off. Uh and and the the newest edition this week is our it's our uh our quahoon of this show, our our frack. And it's uh it's their their fake swear word that is noijatat. And all three of them say it liberally in the first five minutes of this episode. Boss <laughs> <laughs> scout ships. Let's knock the tops from their windows. See, that's funny because I didn't even notice that to me. The the line that took me out that made me think about nothing else was Ren said the line. <laughs> Put that in your scrollups. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, Put that in your scrollups. <laughs> and and then I was kind of ignoring all of the cool action because I was just thinking about scrollup. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a that's an item I could order on a restaurant. I don't like like mm-hmm. a like a weird like a weird like forbidden seafood. Yeah, scrollups. Yes. Scrollups. <laughs> like, I mean, would you like the <laughs> would you like the fried scrollups? Uh, yeah, somewhere in like middle America where they don't have any, any, they're not near a coast <laughs> somewhere in Michigan. They've got, you know, at a TGI Fridays, they've got scrollups written on a whiteboard. Yeah. Michigan's okay. maybe a poor choice. Cause it's on a, one of the great lakes. Oh, that's not quite the a lot of water, quite a lot of water. That's, over there. that's not the one I meant. Um, <laughs> Missouri. No, Missouri. No, Missouri. Welcome, has... welcome to American Geography with Austin. <laughs> one of one of the boring Midwestern squares would have scrolls. <laughs> would have scrolls. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you. So, so my favorite part of this episode is, I mean, in execution, not the most interesting character, but I, it had the most interesting setup to me. Uh, Bloth essentially chases them into some caves because there's argument on board about what direction they should go and they can't choose in time. And so they have to go straight into some caves, which actually, can I just talk about that moment? I actually really enjoyed that moment because I feel like we've seen similar moments in other shows and this one pulls it off a lot better because the two uh, characters, um, Tula and Ayaz are arguing about the best way to do boat. And because nobody is really that much of a sailing expert and Ayaz is too greedy to really give a shit. And he's saying we should go south because that'll put the sun in their eyes, which is like a valid, seems like a valid strategy. And Tula's like, we should go north so we can catch the wind. Like both of those actually make sense. Although Ayaz does say a woman doesn't know north from south. Yeah. Right. Right, which I mean, Ayaz is still a problem. Yes, Ayaz is still a huge problem, and also you should didn't probably fa- fundamentally agree on where North is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the opposite of South. Um, but also the 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 enemies behind them are uh their little like scout boats end up crashing because they're trying to adjust heading 
based on which way it's going. And they keep mo- they keep moving the steering wheel and like, no, let's go north, let's go south. And the guys following are like, wait, no, oh fuck, shit. And then they crash. And again, yeah, it's, it's just uh, it's well done. It's a nice little moment. So the part that I was going to talk about is right after. So they go into the caves and Bloth is like, all right, we got to go in after them. But obviously I'm not going to do it. Also, like my ship is fucking ginormous. So Conk, Tim Curry. Conk, take your ship in there and flush them out. But sir, this is the island of the pale warriors. I know where we are, you worthless half-mastered eagle. Don't come back without the boy or his treasures, unless you want to be thrown to the constrictors again. And then the camera pans down to his peg leg. <laughs> He's got a stump. <laughs> I guess he does have a stump, but it is so funny to me that he sort of he sort of chops the the severity of this. He's got a scary, like, seaborne snake pit that apparently people walk out of all the time and are fucking... Yeah, hobble. Maybe <laughs> hobble out of. Maybe hobble out of, but, like... No, it's funny. I would, I would, it's supposed to be walked... Like, it's supposed to be a death sentence, but apparently it's just, like, pretty fine. You might lose your foot or something. <laughs> well, in a way, though, it, it made this moment really effective for me because it was, like... I, I don't know. I like seeing that, like, his his underlings like have a physical manifestation like it was it was interesting it was like yeah don't fucking do that unless you want your other leg bitten off by the, there are the, the thing that we saw last week like remember those things last week he's been in there because i'm off like i don't know it told the story in a way that i was unex- like not expecting and i really liked it it's a little between the lines but yeah i, I yeah he didn't just get spanked you know he didn't just get a, a big red bottom that's red like a big cherry <laughs> What cartoons are you watching, Austin? <laughs> Do people regularly get Cherry Bottom? Big Red Cherry 3. <laughs> the one that has all the honeybees without the honey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean you don't watch Felicity Cherry Bottom? <laughs> yeah. So the good guys end up meeting up with the 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 Pale Warriors. And what, again, is a very cool moment, like... Like visually, because they're the caves are really dark and he's got like a like Ren's got like a torch. And so they can barely see like, you know, 30 feet around the boat. And at one point, like the torch gets like either knocked out of his hand. I don't remember what it is or like blown, blown out. And he's like, hold on, I have another torch. And in the time it takes for him to light another torch, he lights it. And their whole boat is full of pale warriors already just standing yeah. there looking at it. Mm-hmm. It was very cool and very spooky. It's and cool it's, and spooky. And it's really interesting because these pale warriors kind of seem almost like Draugr or something. They're like Norse, kind of almost Norse inspired. And uh, it's cool because as a reversal of when your main cast, your main three main heroes are non-white. And then you have these sort of like spooky tribes people that are all like super lily white it's yeah it's they're like, like cave white yeah right? <laughs> i was gonna say they're 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 <laughs> deathly white yes it's just it's a really interesting reversal on this sort of like oh we find the mysterious tribe uh cliche you know sure right. it's kind of like that moment in django unchained where uh they sort of flip the western the western savages yeah. with mm-hmm. uh with clansmen instead of instead of right. totally Americans. totally yeah. totally and and it turns out these guys are pretty reasonable. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, they initially accuse Ren of being a liar because he 
kind of looks like his dad and puts two and two together and assumes that you're sort of masquerading as the son of this king or whatever. And he's like, no, dude, check it out. I got the treasures of rule. Yeah, I it is. There's something there's something strange. And I can't tell if it's because of the band Primus, but there's something strange when they keep calling him son of Primus. <laughs> it's <laughs> pretty gnarly. It gives me, gives me a, I don't know, like a, like a vibe I can't place. Ren, son of Primus. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's worth mentioning. So Conk, who I didn't realize was Tim Curry for most of the episode. Like I, I finally placed it near the end and looked it up and it was. Uh, he's actually doing he's it's Tim Curry putting in a rare amount of effort to disguise his voice. Fools, you should have listened to the boy. If you want your king back, you have to pay a king's ransom. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, it felt like somebody. But I yeah, he's because he, normally when we've seen him like in Mumesa or in uh, God, where was the other most recent place we saw him? Was it Voltron? Voltron? Yeah, Voltron. He's he's just phoning it in like it's like it like he loves the phone. Like he's just in love <laughs> with the phone. <laughs> That's Tim Curry. <laughs> I love phones. And, and yeah, I'll do I'll do a better I'll do a better Tim Curry uh, and, and edit it in and post. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. So if you've heard that, if whatever you're hearing right now, listener, is his best Tim Curry. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I I appreciated that. But Conk and a couple of the pirates that that came with him have stolen aboard their ship over the course of this this next like 10 minutes of action. And there's uh, some comedy that doesn't really land where he keeps trying to come out and, and cause a ruckus, but like getting thwarted in some way where he doesn't end up getting noticed by the main cast at all. Speaking of comedy that doesn't land. So this show has perhaps it's not the most groanery show we've ever seen. Uh, the, oh, no, the most. But I have to say there and it, perhaps it relating to their to their north versus south the worst compass for what humor actually even is of any show we've watched um <laughs> at the beginning of the episode there's this sort of cold open with niddler who wakes up and is unhappy and says what a realistic dream oh, i'd almost swear i'm awake because he thinks he's having a dream because he's unhappy um, this is this is the quality of humor that's coming out of this show. Yeah, it it, mm-hmm. it, def- it, it is it almost defies description because you're going to be trying to put A to B to C in a logical order. It de- the the humor on the show when it's intentional, the sort of like jokey bits really fucking suck. Now there it, is some, yeah, there I will agree some, with you there. Mostly pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> there 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 is a little bit of humor later. Um, so when uh, when Ren and crew leave the Pale Warriors, um, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a disagreement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Pale Warriors start chasing after them, and Ren doesn't get why. And what they want back is their treasure and their scrolls. You know, Ren is now confused because he didn't take any treasure or no scrolls, and he confronts Ayaz, and he's like, "Yeah, and why not? I'm a pirate." I only signed up for this noble adventure for the treasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you think I was going to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't feel like I've done anything wrong here. This was like our deal. And he was like, well, this time, though, let's not get killed over this over these gold plates. 
yeah, yeah. So, so both Ayaz and Tula both steal from these tribesmen, and right. It it's it's a surprise to Ren at the end once you know once the the pale warriors sort of like take chase after them like hey they stole our shit we've been robbed you know immediately after they leave right but it's a secret to it's a surprise to Ren but as soon as we arrive like with these people and I come in come in crash the night then immediately immediately we see both the camera sort of <laughs> follows Ayaz and Tula as they just sort of raid this whole place. <laughs> instantly it's instantly without being coy about it they just sort of tula doesn't think twice she turns a corner and she's already raiding their library for shit and stuffing it you know the the part that was so funny though was so so ren so ren asks asks tula he says why would you why would you risk your life all of our lives for these scrolls and tula tells him i'm not telling you that's just her yeah. answer. It's like I'm not saying. And then we go to we go to inner monologue and Ren. He's like, I could tell she was hiding something. It's <laughs> 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 so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> Captain Captain's log. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ren. You know, Ren is. <sighs> Even though Ren is kind of a, a real square and and a bit of a, a chump, um, I still like him for some reason. I think part of it is that he had a line where near the end of this, when uh, Ayaz kind of ribs him a little bit, and uh, but they kind of you know they got through it, so he's like, "All right, fine, you got us through it." And Ren says, <laughs> "I'll take that as a compliment because I'm too tired to fight." Yeah. And I don't know, to me, that's a really likable thing. That's a nice uh, line to thread for Ren to not be a complete Boy Scout, but also right. to not be just an angry, stupid, combative character. Be like, you know what? Fine. I'm, you know, I'm not going to engage. <laughs> well, what I liked is that when they're first like leaving and he's first realizing that they've stolen shit and that's why the Pale Warriors are mad at them again. They're like, right, they're sailing out of the caves and the Pale Warriors are coming after them. And Ren is talking to the to, to Ayaz and Tula. And basically, as soon as he realizes what's happened, he's like, all right. And he cranks the wheel and he's pulling a Yui. And they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, we're giving the stuff back. And it's just such a like, I don't know, like a like a goody two shoes or almost parent vibe. He's like, no, we're turning this car around so you can <laughs> apologize to the nice king. And give him back his stuff. And to the king's credit, he's like, eh, their behavior seems a little weird. Maybe something's going on that we don't understand. Let's not shoot them for a minute. And then well, they no. all get on board and they talk. Yeah. yeah but, but, but what kind of also happens, see, the king, so, that, so uh, Ren admits that his two crewmates uh, stole from the king. And the king is like, all right, well, I'm taking him to jail now. Yeah. Um, and Ren, Ren says, I will bear any punishment they have earned. What did he say? Do you think I would be swayed by this noble act? You gamble well, young prince. That paid off. Good job, Bob. Yeah. (laughs) You were right. You were right. You were right. Not going to imprison the the son of Primus, so I guess you can go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Um... Even if it's a little contrived or a little weird, but I liked it totally. quite a lot. That's the, um, the, the, the contrivances of this show were continuously funny in a way yeah. that their that their constructed jokes 
not like never worked. It, right. Yes, it's and, sort of an odd, an odd tone to the show. Well, and it means that you have a writer who's good at story but bad at jokes. I don't know that they're good at story. I think it's kind of just funny that the story is like that. He, that that the story is so consistently convenient. Um, well, but it's not always as convenient as it could be. Uh, and I was actually impressed that the stowaways, the evil Tim Curry pirate, the Shmee, Mr. Shmee guy, whatever, you know, Kong. With, with the stump. Conk? Conk. 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 Um, and his, and his like, you know, other buffoons. Nasty pirates. His, the, the nasty pirates are sort of constantly, like we said, it's like a farce that they're sort of secretly popping out of the ship, but we're not catching them because things close or that, you know, they just miss being seen when they try to attack. And all of that could have, could have made things even more convenient. It could have become a scapegoat for the pale warriors. And it could have very easily been like, oh no, see, we didn't steal all this. It was the nasty boys who got in her ship. See, we're fine. And they they sail off her. Or it could also have been that at the end, the nasty boys are, you know, that remain, you know, neutered in a scare way they're not in, they're not scary at all the nasty boys get kicked off the ship and the good guys run away again and we reset status quo at the end of the episode to we have the treasures and we're running right but what happens instead is conk gets both the treasure the first treasure of rule and his spooky magic compass and now the good guys are chasing conk while bloth chases them from behind and like they're heading towards the nearest town so that like the bad guys can all regroup. Like there's right. it, it carries over into what we're going to watch next week. Like they they opted to have this move into next episode in a way that I think probably most shows of the time would not have ever done. Exactly. Totally. And and Conk takes the Pale Warriors uh, chieftain as a hostage um, after only after they've solved they've resolved the situation with with mm. his crewmates and honor like they've they've solved that already and they could have not solved it and then having him taken hostage and then it's like oh all right you saved me fine but instead right. they 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 handle it out they they see that conflict through and then introduce this sort of newer one um mm-hmm. which again i i give them props i give them credit totally yeah yeah it's it's a conundrum of a tv show to me like it has it has a lot of things that compel me and a lot of things that in the moment when I'm watching, I'm bored. But like, yeah. but they make an interesting package and it's visually interesting. And I, I don't know, like there's enough there's enough nuggets in here that I'm like, I still I still am am propelled. Forward. Yeah, I'll say I'll say as, as probably the most critical of it this week. Um I'm still interested in what happens next, right? Like, <laughs> right. For for all of its, for, for all of my my uh, grievances and the, and the flaws that I've uh, laid out, it is it winds up still being an interesting cultural artifact, short of anything else. And that isn't mm-hmm. to say that that that's the only way to enjoy it. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, sure, it, it it remains this like very, you know, sort of protogenic. Um, story like form of storytelling in the animated space. Yeah, and I will say I think because it never got to the to the huge success that debatably, you know, you can debate whether it deserved or not. Um, we we take at least I take a little more of a a a shine to or or want to defend it a little more 
because there is a, a diamond in the rough. Um, if it was like the super popular like Ninja Turtles level thing and be like, really, this fucking show? Right. Um, totally. But I, th- I think there is an approach that we can appreciate the the stronger points of it because it never like really found its day in the sun. Yeah, that's fair. And they got they got canceled before they could finish the story. (laughs) And I'm still so salty about it. Uh, Hey, that's Pirates of Dark Water this week. I think we need to hear from a sponso. Austin, it's money time, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Everybody knows the drill at this point. I don't think we need to explain uh, Mm -hmm. all the nuts and bolts of how advertising works, but... uh, if you could if you could do them the solid because they might know how advertising works in, in abstract but they don't know this particular ad so we do still need to you know tell them tell them what's going on uh why don't you tell everybody about goose pepper okay everybody <laughs> i'm gonna tell you about goose pepper and this is our brand new sponsor uh not to say that goose pepper is a new company whatsoever i mean this is this is new to us Mm-hmm. But Goose Pepper for real is the, um, I want to say this is sort of, <sighs> we're, <laughs> so science is <laughs> a very exciting prospect when you combine it with food. Mm, sure. Because, mm-hmm. you know, food is science, you know, cooking is science. And, Sometimes you take two things. Sometimes science is just taking two things and putting them together and yeah. seeing what happens. You know, baking soda and vinegar. That's science. That makes that makes a volcano. That's yeah. that's geography. So, that's so God did it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you take a goose and sometimes <laughs> you take a pepper and you interbreed the two mm-hmm. and you get new entries in food. <laughs> but not you a get, not a new animal. Well, it's animal. Uh, well, you know, why do we have to cl- classify everything as animal, <laughs> mineral, or as animal or pepper? <laughs> <laughs> All things can be put into one of two categories. But but what if they weren't? What if you know, like, what's a Venus flytrap? That's like a that's like a monster. That's like a monster guy. That's like not just a plant. That's like an animal. That's like an animal that eats beef with teeth. <laughs> you know, um, as I've always said. And so, like, the goose pepper is something. Uh, you know what? The only thing we can classify it as is delicious. Uh, because this is a food that is, you know, has the juiciness of a roast Christmas goose uh, with the spiciness of pepper. And you can bite into it. And you feel both of those sensations when you try it. You can cook with it. You can uh, carve it uh, mm. and serve it for for a Christmas or, or a, a, a favorite holiday. Is this doing anything that just putting black pepper on a goose doesn't achieve? Oh yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Because is is eating black pepper the same as a habanero? Is the same as a as a jalapeno? The okay, same sure. As well, a which serrano? pepper? Which pepper? Yeah, I understand that there's more peppers. It sounded like you. We're talking about black pepper. Just talking about putting pepper no. on a goose. No, absolutely not. No, no and I don't we're believe t- we're allowed to ask follow-up questions on this particular part, but he's specifically said the plant of a pepper. 
like a like a spicy pepper has been crossbred with a goose. So somehow, perhaps right. either a plant fucked a goose or a goose fucked a plant. And but it's but it stuck around. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and the the way that you know the Lord God works in mysterious ways, of mm. course. And when he invented science in his infinite wisdom, <laughs> uh, that kind of decided that a goose and a pepper were gonna were gonna get Randy. And uh, when they did, uh, you know, and and a bunch of scientists found it and were like, "This is an incredible taste. This has got to be on tables on the tables of Americans for Christmas because we got to have it all." And also, you know, it grows. It grows on a, a single bush. Oh, okay. See, I was wondering, I have to ask, I'm going to ask a couple questions and I understand if you can't answer them, but what parts of the goose have sort of remained upon the goose pepper? Like, does it have the feet? Does it have the wings? No, no. It has, it has the, the full breast. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and a couple drumsticks. Um, and then there is a beak, but it's not where you'd expect. Oh, all right. Yeah. Bite into it today. episode two everybody find like uh grab onto your honey find your honey hold on to it tight don't let anybody take your honey like we did like we we turned our heads for uh, not uh, not 10 seconds and all the honey was gone but uh, i know you've, you've learned from our mistakes you don't know what you got till it's gone and you right don't know now, what you got we don't have any honey <laughs> <laughs> and as honey bees this is a huge blow <laughs> I do appreciate how we have not advanced really the plot much beyond our, our absence of honey. <laughs> well, we're still mourning it. Right, right. The proper mourning period must commence before <laughs> we do actually try to get more honey. Uh, Save rare right episode two, everybody. Cavalry Wait, wait, wait. Wait, bereavement. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for okay. interrupting Rory for that. That yeah. was really, really, really good. It was really, okay. really, 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 really good. Great. Okay. <laughs> so after the Star Sheriffs finish their latest mission, they think they are going to get some time off. But General Whitehawk summons them to Cavalry Command. Well, at Cavalry Command, they meet the latest Star Sheriff trainees. April encounters a student named Jesse Blue while giving a martial arts <laughs> demonstration. Jesse Blue develops a crush on April. Uh, when the outsiders attack a convoy, Saber, April, Colt, and Fireball race to the rescue. Jesse Blue also follows 
believing that he needs to protect April. Uh, isn't Pony Boy one of those? Or that's, <laughs> or sorry, you, Outriders, got it. Yeah. yeah. The Space Draculas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Death Killa. Uh, first, my first thought on this is that it kind of surprised me. I didn't know that uh, apparently in the intro to this show, during the instrumental break, they do a This Time On. Uh-huh. Which is kind of fun. That's kind of uh, fun. I, I don't think I, I've I seen that before. A I don't love that. Yeah, I, I definitely have, but I can't place where I've seen it before. I know it's like a, a it's not common. Saber Rider episode two has what I think is the lamest walking back of a creative choice I've ever seen in any <laughs> media ever. Oh, well, I, I Tell guess me we what should it get is. right into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you remember Austin's uh, Austin's uh, lesson last week, they switched from a race car is the is the main character in the Japanese and they switch it to uh, to Saber Rider. Right. Yeah. In the yes. American. Uh, but they're not committed to this change nope. at all. Not at all. So they, they've come up with a convenient way to not do any extra editing or writing work uh, <laughs> for the rest of the show, uh, which is that uh, Saber Rider explains to General Whitehawk that since since Racecar wants to be uh, Fireball. a uh, no, his name is Racecar. His name no! is, Fire, is Fireball. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Rory's I, calling him Racecar now. I'm calling him Racecar. <laughs> okay. Uh, since Fireball wants to be a uh, a cavalry commander. He wants to be a cavalry commander himself someday. So I give him every opportunity to take leadership. Okay, so we're not going to actually commit to changing the main character of the show at all. Yeah. Right. It's You're going to so see funny. him do a lot of main character things, but just know it's <laughs> just still know that me, I'm the white him. guy. It's yeah. only because I allow it. Yeah. <laughs> well, race car is a white boy, too. Well, he's he's Japanese. Yeah, he's... but in the anime way, you can't, exactly. you can't tell anime right. ethnicity. It, it, yeah, right. Exactly. But he literally has the Japanese flag on his on his armor. That's true. Ah, That's true. but only if you notice that. And, yes. you know, kids won't. Right. Kids barely know what flags are. Uh <laughs> I so I I feel like they do a couple great uh <laughs> I don't know self-sabotage moments with with creative ideas. One the other one that I I like we discussed last week uh cuz I cuz this is this is the episode the first of two uh or at least the fir the first of two consecutive ones, right? 2 and 3 are both American original episodes. So these are not based on any anime episode. They were custom made. Uh, I don't know what studio did it. They they've done, I would say, a B minus B plus job of matching the art style. Not for as characters. bad as I thought it would be. Not as yeah. bad as I thought, actually. Passing grade, but I can still tell, like definitely, that it's a different animation team. Uh, one of the things that they've definitely done is they've uh, the way that they draw April is way older because they're trying to give her more of an older energy, but in the anime, she's fifteen. Uh, and so they, the way they draw her in this episode, she for sure in the feels anime, like she's everybody's in her 20s. fifteen. I mean, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they also in the anime they also have big round like Ronin warriors anime eyes, and mm -hmm. those things shrink way down. Right. But we talked about this last week. They they don't 
kill the Outriders. They just vaporize the Outriders and so, they, f- they like phase back to their own dimension. So this is something yes. I wanted to talk about. So after all of the work they do to call things vapor guns and vapor lasers and the Outriders are just vapor, vapor missiles monsters. as they shoot their ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After all, after all this work to establish that no death is happening and that these weapons are basically harmless except when interacting with vapor monsters, um, <laughs> we still spend half the episode on gun safety. <laughs> yes, I know <laughs> this episode is just a gun safety PSA. I it's, swear to it's God, fucking wild! It's so crazy. I I want to talk about it, but first I want to I, I want to bring up the the thing that we see at the beginning here. We. There's like a fight that's not worth talking about, but the no. the bad guys the bad guys opt to go back to their own dimension, and we see a like the commander of the bad guys so wake funny. up in like a they pod. Op- they they fucking opt to be killed back yeah. to the vapor dimension. <laughs> They're like, we'll go this time. Yeah. Let's go. Let's respawn. let's all go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then they respawn in a pod. Yes. And there is a there's like a big spooky guy who I guess like maybe is one of the higher ups and he's pissed that they didn't kill the star sheriffs or whatever. And he like really reads in the riot act. And this is my favorite line that we've had in a very, very, very long time. Uh This spooky, this spooky monster commander guy wanders (laughs) off and talks to himself. And he says this. I hate boring people. Especially when they're full of boring excuses. And vapor beings are the most boring of all. Now in the Star Sheriff dimension, they have fun. But we can't have fun because we don't know how. And now, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the boring line comes after after his, his, uh, his threat. Yes. His oh, yeah. I spared you from the vapor chambers. You. Lucky Gander, I spared you from the vapor chambers, but I could easily change my mind. Well, there's the vapor chambers, and uh, there is also the every breath you take, every move you make, I'll be watching you. Do you think I don't know every move you make? Every step you take, I'm watching you. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, so this is actually really funny because I picked a different favorite quote from this character and from this scene that I thought all of you were going to bring up. And it's when this sort of like lieutenant bad guy vaporizes and gets back. And then uh, Nemesis, I think, is this big cloaked Uh, cloaked supervillain. And he says, did they defeat you already? Or did you just forget something in your ruin? I I didn't even clock that. Yeah. I, I gotta tell you. Yeah. I didn't even clock it. I, and it's such a like negging parent line. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you're back. You forgot something in your room. And he, the way he just sort of lurches around this like vapor dimension <laughs> castle in like a big moo-moo, it just feels like. Yeah. Well, even before that. So when they're having their fight with the Outriders, with the, with the space Draculas. Yeah. Uh, when Saber Rider, when Saber Rider goes out to meet them in sort of like, you know. In combat, yeah, uh, he does. He does power up. He powers up his space horse, <laughs> yes. and he does. And he does tell April that he needs maximum stallion power. Back me up in the Bronco Buster. I'll need maximum stallion power. 
Yeah, he gets the gets the Bronco Buster. <laughs> I need maximum stallion power. And I don't know what I expected when I went to when I see him fight. Everyone else has lasers and missiles and guns, and he fucking rides out on a robot horse and just does sword fighting in space. Like, I'm sorry, it, but we just found out that he doesn't have a robot horse. He has a robot stallion. Robot stallion, yes, and he has maximum power on that thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, which he does then. He uses his saber, and he cuts people in half, and then they just sort of, I guess, turn back to vapor later. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, I want to revisit the quote that I dropped, yes. because at the end of that quote, Nemesis said, in the Star Sheriff dimension, they have fun, but we can't have fun because we don't know how. And is that setting is, up like some that? sort of <laughs> central motivation? Some sort of footloose plot line? Do the they villain? all... Do the vapor people just want to know how to have fun? Is that why they're acting out? Is that what their their cross multiverse search is? Is to find out how to have fun? And remember, <laughs> this is an episode created whole cloth for the American audience. So all yes. of this, all of this is sort of painted in for some reason. Um, oh God, it's the and this I I can't I, I can't stress this enough. This is like less. This is like the first five minutes of the episode. Yeah. And every five minutes of this episode has me this hot. I I just yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have another I have another moment that happened just after this where okay. <laughs> they uh we're back with the saber riders um and they are they are landing on this planet that's I guess the secret base for all saber riders. Oh sorry, a star sheriff saber riders. Yes. The character I should know because <laughs> that's a, like a common name for people to and, have. And again, star sheriffs. These the this organization is invented for the the English yeah. version because right. it's just four people and a mech in the original. There's no organization. No. But we have a whole like cross galaxy organization of star sheriffs in the oh dub. like galaxy rangers even. Totally, um, just like Galaxy Rangers. Like they wanted this to be a different show and had to make new episodes in order for it to become that different show. Um, and to, I assume to convince the censors so badly that this, they <laughs> that were no just no gunplay was happening. That no, that only <laughs> safe gunplay is going to happen, <laughs> and nobody is dying. They're only getting vaporized and going home to their mom, who wishes they could have fun. Um. Did it's you learn very how to have chill. fun? Damn it. What well, you better we'll get va- go out and get vaporized again. What do I care? Um, no, it but, doesn't okay. hurt at all. Okay, so so before we get to the gun safety, uh, so they uh, we, I, we learned last time that they don't have badges. They didn't get star badges because there's- The a, Outriders a, there's, took control of their silver mines. Yes. This, yes, so they they're the silver stars- don't they don't have any stars they just have these cards that look like <laughs> like a metro transit card or whatever called an EBU yeah and and in the anime this card looks normal um it just looks like a card with like minimal design on it but it's just a card that gives them access i assume to pilot the the mecha or whatever yeah probably. they have now from the first episode they have now added stars the americans have added stars onto these cards where there were none they have Fuck put yeah. stars. They have put stars on them. That is how much they wanted there to be stars in this show. That they put little stickers of stars on these cards, <laughs> which again was not an issue in the in the in the anime. No, no. Can I also say that when they need to scan these things, they insert it into a little reader, and the reader makes mechanical noises to the tune of the Saber Rider theme song. 
It goes. <laughs> EBU inserted. Unscrambling message. <laughs> it's got real dial-up vibes. Well, yeah. you know, when you title your show Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs, and you don't really have sheriffs or stars, uh, you it's I guess true. you have to you have to work backwards to get them in there. And then the end of the episode, they also get more stars. They do, uh, yeah. Just in case, you know, they were they were without them. Um, okay, okay. So so they meet uh there's some cowboy folksyism with about a herd of buffalo. Oh, I've heard uh, of buffalo. Huh, buffalo. Buffalo. Of course, I heard of buffalo. Now I'm saying there's a herd of buffalo down there. You know a bunch, a whole mess of. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, who's on first? Yeah. No, I'm a buffalo. <laughs> You're like, this is not playing. This is not this, working at all. No, um, but there's a, a English version original character, the the leader of the Star Sheriffs, General Whitehawk, who is a Native American, which of course is something that the anime would never have done. Uh, at this era, Japan would not have put a Native American character in there. And that's kind of like, I mean, if even if I had not known that this was uh, an American original episode, that would have raised a couple like interesting alarm bells no, of like, wait is, a minute. Th- this is what like 90s wokeism was like, was mm-hmm. like, well, if the King Cowboy is Native American then technically we didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see they do add quite a lot of diversity into the uh, into the cadet star sheriffs. Um, you know, it's they also look like, uh, I don't know, uh, old, like, Custer, like, General Custer, you know, the, like, blue and the yellow right, right, kerchiefs right, right. and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so crucially, the, the, the main plot of this episode until the very end is that now that they're at Cavalry Command, these guys are big damn heroes, and there's a bunch of cadets, and uh, General Whitehawk is like, why don't you teach all these kids a thing or two? And so each of the star sheriffs gets an opportunity to essentially teach a master class to these fucking, you know, mm-hmm. teen teen star sheriffs. Yeah, teen uh, idiots, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So the first training session is April. This is where we meet. And I don't want to spoil anything for you. I am I am going to spoil a little bit for you, right? So this is to give you context of why this episode and the next episode exist. Um, this Jesse Blue character uh, that is one of the cadets. Jesse Blue uh, immediately has a crush on April. And he has a, a pretty strong, gross you know, on his way to incel vibes with like, he's never even spoken to her and all of his internal monologue is like, I must, I must make her mine. (laughs) Uh, And he's really gross. But this character, Jesse blue is, this is their attempt at giving him a human backstory because this is a character that will show up in the anime as an outrider, but they're setting him up as a human defector. Because I guess they think that's more interesting. And so I think that's almost the entire reason these two episodes exist well, on top I, of I, the yes, Please I the Censors. Give, I, well. I have a theory. I have a theory. I don't know. It, it's sort of impossible to sort of prove one way or the other. But, like, I think in anime it's sort of more acceptable for a villain, for there to just be sort of a villainous type character, right? Like, there's just a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and Western narrative sort of wants wants a bit of a fall from grace, wants an explanation why this guy is doing something spooky. Yeah, and also he looks more human maybe than the other outriders. He does look tend like kind to. of a David Bowie elf, but also <laughs> slightly more human. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we're doing. But I don't love I don't love what I can tell they're doing for the setup, which is that he's spurned by a woman and so he fights the rest of humanity on the bad guy's <laughs> side. I, I don't really know, but that's what we're doing. And uh they have like a judo match, him and April, and I guess we don't and see she who kicks wins. His ass? No, well, we don't technically see a wins, but she seems significantly more competent than he is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. she kicks everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. All right, we can talk about Colt's class now. This one is so long. <laughs> Colt's okay. gun safety class. Okay. <laughs> so I think this is the real reason that we have this episode is uh-huh. this is this is a this is a 21 minute video essay to the censors of this show. <laughs> <laughs> who would have blocked it from airing to prove that this show is important and worth merit. And just because they have guns and do murder a lot of people that one, they're known they're turning into steam or whatever. And they're going home to their mom. <laughs> and also, and also that guns can be operated safely. And here's a five minute course on, on gun safety. Oh my God. With what I think Rory has already alluded to is the worst mm-hmm. voice acting we've heard on anything for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the censor inserted himself. He was like, I demand you draw a character because I've got some lines I need to say. <laughs> it feels like it feels like this is this was actually they were recording this audio live at an elementary school and they got somebody from the from the gymnasium audience to to come up. Um <laughs> uh, I mean, and do I don't a skit just... do a skit about gun safety. I don't want to just drop the whole scene, but we're going to drop do a it. lot yeah, of we, it right now. Get, we, can get, we can get like, you know, at least snippets of this horrible acting. I don't even want to try, try and emulate it. it, it yeah. I don't think there's any way to do justice to it because in, in emulation, there's comedy that like sort of makes it seem more valuable. That, yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Now I'm sure you've heard of gunplay. Well, I'm here to tell you there's no such thing. Guns are serious. Now, is there anybody here who thinks they understand gun safety? Well, how about you? Why, certainly I do. Then pick one up. Right. Okay, yeah. No! Oh! Oh, what did you do that for? You were pointing that thing straight at your buddies. What's the matter with you, partner? Were you born yesterday? Don't ever, ever point a vapor blaster at anybody unless it's an evil outrider who needs to be sent back to his own dimension. That's the Star Sheriff's Creed. Oh, come on. What's the big deal? We used to have guns around my house. So you think you're an expert. Boy, are you dumb. But what if a vapor blaster's not loaded? You don't have to worry about it then, do you? Yeah, this one's empty. Here, I'll show you. Sorry. Sorry isn't good enough when you're dealing with shooting irons. It's not a game. You understand? Mm-hmm. You're right, yeah. Colt. I usually am. Now, when you handle a vapor blaster, always point it down and away. Keep it empty when it's not being used. And make sure it's locked up in a safe place. If you're not trained to use a vapor blaster, don't touch one, ever. These puppies aren't toys. They're dangerous, you hear me? No matter how good he gets, a star sheriff always follows safety rules. All right, I, I have one. I have one line that I really need to talk about from that segment. 
Okay. Now, I don't know if I need to drop the clip again or if I haven't dropped it yet. Here we go. This is the line. Don't ever point a vapor blaster at anybody unless it's an evil outrider who needs to be sent back to his own dimension. That's the Star Sheriff's Creed. That's the Star Sheriff's Creed. You know, <laughs> the one we all agree to is remember, don't pick up a gun and point another person or sorry, a vapor blaster uh, yeah. and point at another person unless they're an evil, an evil vapor monster. Who needs um, to be sent home? Who needs to be sent home? <laughs> it's like, it's like, is that the thing that they all say in unison when they take their, their I like, vows? Like the same thing. <laughs> is like, is this word for word the Star Sheriff's Creed? Do you have it written on the back of your badge? Ah, <laughs> oh, but no, that guy has the worst. Th- this, this, this kid who doesn't fucking know how to handle a gun, like this the- cadet idiot. And what you're missing, the visuals, is that he does pick it up and sort of immediately, just almost, you know completely goof goof another person in the brain (laughs) (laughs) with a pistol that he's sort of pointing at everybody god what a fucking scene i can't imagine another cartoon that could get away with gun safety this is not a post credits you know it's a it's a a sailor says it's a captain planet moment but it happens in the middle of the show and not even those shows were stupid enough to well, <laughs> to insert it into the media, you know? What's what's wild to me is that guns are kind of like the third rail of cartoons for decades. You couldn't you couldn't even have guns. They had to be obviously lasers, they had to be obviously something else. Like I know that they're doing the vapor blaster thing, but this is just an incredibly frank gun safety conversation. It, yeah, exactly. It doesn't make bald. sense. It doesn't make make sense compared to uh the fact that these are not guns, they're vapor blasters. Well, it's it's right. kind of like when you get to see sex in because they're showing it in a <laughs> in a sex ed video because oh, it's right. like, like because parents sure. are like, well, I'm at you know, school, teachers, but I, I'm at school watching porn, baby. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, this is really important. This is educational. You're gonna learn. You're gonna learn where the pee pee goes. Um, <laughs> And this kind of feels like that. It's like, okay, we're going to yeah. talk about guns because it's important. Or the uh, the the Reagan cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue where they talk about a joint and they have the chipmunks talk about like weed because, <laughs> you know, it's important. The kids got to know about it. Well, what what it feels like a little bit to me, and I have no, I have no, you know, nothing to base this on, right? Is that it almost feels reactionary, like there were recent issues with kids getting a hold of like family guns and doing bad things to them, and obviously that shit happens all the time and continues to, but like it almost feels very much like, man, we really got to get this in our cartoon so that we can get the word out. We got to stem the damage because kids don't know how to use guns. We got to teach these kids how to use guns. <laughs> it's very, it's a really weird energy. And I, I still I'm still convinced that it was because they looked at the rest of this show that they got right. from Japan and were like, oh, boy, this is going to be such a tough sell. But if we can <laughs> if we can sell it, we might even have to make some new episodes just to sort of prove some shit. But if not, then we have an entire show in the can that we don't have to do shit for. Uh-huh. Um, but it has a lot of guns. So we're just going to have to run that by <laughs> Debbie really quick. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Saber Rider's uh, uh, masterclass is just showing off how good he is on a horse, and mm-hmm. the kids don't even get to do anything. Nope. So that's no, fun. It, it's during that, though, that they find out that there's, you know, whatever, a wagon train, a future wagon train of dump trucks that are pinned down uh, yeah. in the gulch or whatever because the Outriders are attacking. Uh, right. So they all, like, run off to 
to do that. And my first thought is, God, I please do not bring these cadets along because yes, seeing you know that the first one sort of picks up a gun immediately points it right in somebody's face. Uh, they should not be doing anything, let alone no. training to be cadets, being mere months away apparently from becoming star sheriffs. <laughs> the bar is pretty low. Yeah. Uh, my am I am I crazy or are these outriders that, that are attacking the the dump trucks? Are they just several normal guys and a wolf man? There is also a wolf man. There's a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> and then some dudes. A werewolf and, and his dudes. And I don't know if that is a character that comes back in the anime right. and they're trying to use him because if if the anime villain name is Deathkeela, then it makes sense that they've got a bunch of like universal monsters <laughs> as like as like villains. And so they're trying to use those. If this are you, was created, are you insinuating that maybe there's a Deathkenstein coming? Yes, hundred percent. Yes. And a moon mummy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh please. I've never wanted more anything. I've never I've never wanted anything. I, more. I lost my capacity for language. <laughs> oh man, if only there were anime mummies. Oh wait. Oh shit. The... <laughs> and how do we keep uh, one? Um, How would you keep one? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So if this was a creation just for, like, just for the American version, I don't know why they made him a werewolf. I don't either. (laughs) Uh, It's, yeah, there's a confrontation. There's a lot of really, really extra cowboy action. And Jesse Blue... Uh, is the only cadet that is like, no, I'm going to go get in the action. I got to go save April. And he ends up completely useless because he sucks. And uh, and he has sort of impotent rage as he watches Saber Riders like save April instead of him. Uh, and he has like a line where he's like, what does she think I am, a little boy? And, uh, you know, he's just got really bad vibes. Yeah. And it's, it's got serious. And like, I hadn't really put two and two together, but then like, you're totally right that it's got such serious incel energy where like saber riders, the, what do you call them? The Chad. And I forget what the incels call themselves. Right. Totally. The hero. Heroes, probably. The heroes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And, and then the episode ends back with General Whitehawk and a, 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 a sort of award ceremony where giving I them guess, more stars. Yeah. Here's some more stars. <laughs> There's also one of the one of the outriders calls them, oh, you dirty tin stars. Like, again, the they have painted themselves in such a corner by naming this show having star sheriffs in the title and basing it on a show that has no sort of sheriff. Regalia well, has one canonical one canonical cowboy character, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and and now we we've got two episodes where it's like, well, are these stars made out of tin or silver? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the silver mines were were hit, but are the tin are the tin mines okay? <laughs> <And> the t- <laughs> Who will explain this to us? <laughs> Fuck me! All right, and then and then taking it home at the very end. As if tacked on from a different episode because they didn't know how to end it. We do get a moral because April looks at Saber Rider and goes, It's nice to be with real friends. Quite right, April. When all is said and done, true friendship is what it's all about. Out here on our new frontier. Uh, Okay. 
Um, cool, man. Cool, man. Uh, <laughs> you guys don't have any excuse for this. You made it all yourself. Um, yeah. All, right down to like bad dubbing was still there. Like the lip sync was still off. Uh, <laughs> they, you had weird like star wipe transitions, like the uh, the more like edit heavy uh, Sailor Moon episodes. But again, mm-hmm. you made all of this. You, you <laughs> reanimated this whole episode and it still looks like shit. Um, in not just the animation, like it, it feels like you cobbled that that's it together. not like the whole story. Like it may still be made out of like B roll or something. It's like, po- it's possible. I, it's I'm, possible. Willing, to, I'm, I'm willing to bet the the first five minutes with all that like spaceship shenanigans. I'm willing to bet that pulled. stuff they cut out of other episodes. I bet it was. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but also like again, that sort of insidious like pushing Saber Rider as the main character as they sort of animate him and uh. April together when they are not like in the rest of the show, like <laughs> romantically engaged. Well, I don't, it's idea, weird. I don't know. I don't know what romantic sort of angles they're going together. for at all. I know. I know. And I don't, I don't know what to expect like, at all. But yeah, to just sort of, I don't know, have them sort of canoodling at the end scene. It's just like, ah, yes. Mm, my but talking new about friendship. We've, yes. We've drawn us as friends. <laughs> in this one we get to kiss but then maybe in some episode later you'll kiss fireball but only race because car. i allow it yeah race car <laughs> kiss race car <laughs> <laughs> fuck let's wrap it up baby oh uh, i've done a really dumb thing y'all uh i I, I kind of got mad about no honey. The no honey made me mad, and I uh, I stung the wall. And wouldn't you know it, my stinger and a bunch of my internal organs came out. And uh, oh dear, oh dear, oh me, oh my. Okay, boy, do well, I look like a real real heel. Andy, hold on, I got something that will cheer you up. Okay. Okay. Now, um, because because it's 2022 now, Winnie the Pooh is officially in public domain. Oh. Okay. Uh, the original like story, the the books, not the like the the red shirt Winnie the Pooh from Disney is still in copyright, but the the character of Winnie the Pooh is now in in officially in public domain. So I've brought in Winnie the Pooh into our podcast, and he's gonna come. He's but got no. Honey. He takes the honey. He takes. Oh the shit! Honey. I fucked up. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, smackerel of honey. <laughs> 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 oh no, he's mad that we don't have any honey. <laughs> oh no, Winnie. Oh no, now he's 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 putting his now he's big cussing hands. at us. Now he's cussing <laughs> oh, at us. Oh no. Fuck oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> You're all a bunch of cocks. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, well, as I lay here bleeding out, my only thought is that I I'm 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 actually very curious what you guys want to do next week for Saber Rider because we could watch the next one and I don't know if we're doing more than three weeks for this arc but if we're only doing three if we watch only mm. one more and it's episode three it's another American original yeah. so my thought is my thought is I don't think we need another one of these American original no. like I agree uh, and especially with how much they sort of like you know tampered with the tampered with the timeline i mean i'm more interested to see what it looks like back into the like back into the anime i agree yeah i mean i and then i think you know we just continue with uh with our third episode of dark water 
Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's correct. I I'm having uh, a really good time with with this pairing. Me too. I, I'm gonna God. I'm I'm probably gonna be okay saying goodbye to Dark Water, like having gotten a good taste of it. But man, something in me really wants to just keep we going could, a ham on flag- Saber Rider. <laughs> we could flex to at least like to a you know an extra week of Saber Rider, and we'll you know. We yeah. can see yeah. how it goes. We could, yeah, Fuck, we can, let's get to, let's do next week and, and see how we And feel. we'll see where we're at. Yeah, because yeah. damn, because damn, Saber Ride is just sort of a nonstop thrill ride of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like anime Space Cowboys is I, kind of a 100% guarantee every time. <laughs> oh, I was going to say nonstop thrill ride of nonsense is what my girlfriends have all referred to me as. Mm. No, that didn't land as hard as I was thinking. <laughs> Sorry, my boy. <laughs> well, maybe uh, you can go get some honey from them. Because <laughs> we're still out and Winnie has fallen asleep um, or gotten stuck in something and might die. But that's okay. He we can do whatever die. we want. Public domain, baby. I'll, def- I'll definitely die. Uh, yeah, I'd, like to, I'd like to hear Pooh pleading for his life. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? Christopher Robin. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this. Oh bother. I haven't eaten in 12 days. Wait, can can he say we'll see you next Tuesday? No, because I'm too busy thinking about 127 hours with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> and he becomes Winnie the Chews his own arm off. Um, look, uh we're gonna have to see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, Bob.